Have you made the switch to NYX? Millions of women have made the switch to the revolutionary period underwear from NYX. That's K-N-I-X. Period panties from NYX are like no other, making them the number one leak-proof underwear brand in North America. They're comfy, stylish, and absorbent, perfect for period protection from your lightest to your heaviest days. They look, feel, and machine wash just like regular underwear, but feature incognito protection that has you covered. You can shop sizes from extra small to 4XL. Choose from all kinds of colors, prints, and different styles, from bikinis to boy shorts, thongs to high-rise. You've got to try NYX. See why millions are ditching disposable, wasteful period products and have switched to NYX. Go to knix.com and get 15% off with promo code TRY15. That's nix.com promo code TRY15 for 15% off life-changing period underwear. That's knix.com. Star Wars 7x7 episode 2954. We're going to wrap up something that we had started pursuing a while back in July. Now that final numbers are in, we're going to finish up the Jedi business review of the Obi-Wan Kenobi series. Punch it! Hey Rebel Razor, I'm Alan Voivod and this is Star Wars 7x7, your daily dose of Star Wars joy. And thank you so much for joining me for it. So just as a quick refresher, we started doing this series because there had been a report that alleged that Obi-Wan Kenobi was not doing good in the ratings, quote-unquote. And it turned out those ratings were actually user reviews on, I believe it was IMDB. So it was... You know, stuff that was not, you know, critical ratings, it was not viewership ratings, it was user ratings that could easily be brigaded if people wanted to do that. And so, yeah, not really a measurement that we could trust. So we started looking at the numbers for the first time and in a different way from the way we look at it with movies. But yeah, it was kind of cool to actually check this out from a live action perspective. At least it was for me, and I hope that I've made it so for you as well. We are about to look at the final numbers for the Obi-Wan Kenobi series here on today's episode. Now, I say final numbers, but we might actually get something a little bit more definitive next week. The Disney Investor Call is happening next week, and one might imagine that they would have some very wonderful things to tout about the streaming series that they have going on at Disney+, Plus. and of course the Obi-Wan Kenobi series would be one of the you know crown jewels in that reporting, I would imagine, so we might learn a little bit more. But as we discussed in previous episodes, the Nielsen rating are comparatively incomplete because they only talk about televisions they don't really get into other devices and I spoke about the other possibility for ratings called Samba TV in the last episode of Jedi Business that we did. And as I have looked a little more carefully at them, well, they kind of seem to have the same limitation, comparatively speaking. They have software that's installed on something like 24 different brands of smart televisions, and that's where they're getting their data from. They do say something about picking up other, quote, digital things, so they imply that they are getting information from other devices, but it really does seem like it leans heavily towards smart televisions and therefore it's definitely you know, not measuring the full spectrum of viewership and we don't necessarily know what percentage it is but we can at least get an idea because there is sort of an apples to apples comparison with smart TVs for Obi-Wan versus smart TVs for Boba Fett for example. 
Now, from the Nielsen rating perspective, the finale of Kenobi, that week that the finale debuted, saw 860 million minutes viewed of the Kenobi series. And by comparison, it was around 770 million for week six of the Boba Fett series. Now, granted, there wasn't a finale for the Boba Fett series, so that kind of could skew the situation a little bit. But it was not only an episode in which The Mandalorian appeared, it was also an episode in which Luke Skywalker and Ahsoka Tano appeared as well. However, there's another measure that's actually very close comparatively between the two series, and that's the actual number of minutes available for week six versus week six. So it's 286 minutes for the Obi-Wan series and 280 for the Book of Boba Fett. So pretty much right on, comparatively speaking. And actually, I just mixed that up. <laughs> it's 286 for the Book of Boba Fett and 280 for the Obi-Wan Kenobi series. Again, still very darn close to each other, so that means that the total minutes viewed are very comparative. Now, just to close out the Nielsen portion of things, for the Book of Boba Fett, the finale was over 880 million minutes viewed in that week for week seven of the Book of Boba Fett, and then added in an additional 62 minutes to the total viewing time of the series. So it was a little bit more than when the finale of the Obi-Wan Kenobi series hit. As I said, that was 860 million minutes viewed. So yeah, it does kind of feel like the Obi-Wan Kenobi series did outperform the Book of Boba Fett series in that regard. However, there was a bit of a halo effect that happened with the Book of Boba Fett that did not happen with the Obi-Wan Kenobi series, as far as we can tell. So the top 20 released by Nielsen, the Book of Boba Fett actually stayed in the top 20 for one week after its finale. And it did so with 339 million minutes viewed. The Obi-Wan Kenobi series did not stay in the top 20 in the week after its finale premiered. However, the number 20 show had 376 million minutes viewed, so it's entirely possible that the Obi-Wan Kenobi series could be still more than what the Book of Boba Fett got, but just didn't make it into the top 20. Hard to say for sure. So that takes care of the Nielsen thing. Jumping over to the Samba TV results, Deadline Hollywood put out a report saying that, according to Samba, the Obi-Wan Kenobi finale for the five days that it had been released from Wednesday through to Sunday actually had a viewership of 1.8 million households, and that was 20% higher than what the Book of Boba Fett got for its season finale, which was 1.5 million households. Unfortunately, it's hard to put that into a broader context because I haven't found any sort of top 10 or top 20 lists that Samba TV is producing like the Nielsen folks are producing. So yeah, it's unfortunate <laughs> in that regard. But the Deadline Hollywood Report did also say that the Obi-Wan Kenobi premiere the first episode, the first two episodes, I guess, specifically, not only outperformed the premiere of The Book of Boba Fett, but also outperformed the premiere of Season 2 of The Mandalorian. But the margin isn't that big between Obi-Wan and Mando Season 2. It was 2.14 million households versus 2.08 million households between the two. However, The Book of Boba Fett was only at 1.5 million households, and there's kind of an interesting you know, way of looking at that. For a start, the Obi-Wan Kenobi series debuted over Memorial Day weekend, so it definitely had you know that kind of opportunity, but it also debuted against Stranger Things, so I guess take <laughs> that what you will. However, 
The interesting thing about that is that when you look at the first episode versus the last episode, you kind of see a bit of a drop-off. You don't necessarily expect the last episode to make it up to the heights of the first episode, but with the Book of Boba Fett, it actually had the same number of households, according to Samba TV, viewing the first episode as it did the last episode, whereas there was a drop for Obi-Wan, which was, you know, at the 2.1 million and dropped to 1.8 million. So what does all this number crunching actually mean? A couple of things. First of all, Despite that, you know, clickbaity article situation, the Obi-Wan Kenobi series definitely was succeeding in the ratings that matter, the metrics of viewership. Secondly, based on the comparatives that we know, even though we only have a fraction of the whole picture, it sure does read like the Obi-Wan Kenobi series was more successful compared to the Book of Boba Fett and the second season of The Mandalorian. And so that means that if there's any sort of you know, idea for a second season of Obi-Wan Kenobi, if anyone comes up with a great story to tell, it sure seems like it would be a given that it would be greenlit. And the third thing I'll say is that from the outside, without having full access to the data that's being produced by these companies like Nielsen, like Samba TV, or even just being inside Disney Plus itself and being able to see the metrics that they're able to see, it's really difficult to say anything with complete certainty about how well things are performing. We're really just drawing inferences on these things, but it does seem like with all the information that we have and looking at it from different perspectives, whether it's, you know, the Nielsen or the Samba, whether it's comparing, you know, one series against another and looking at the number of minutes that have been released, looking at it from you know, different times of the year and other things that have been released against it and that sort of thing. I think we can get a pretty reasonable idea of how a series is performing, even with the limited information that we have. And ultimately, I'm very grateful that the Obi-Wan Kenobi series seems to have performed as well as it has. And I'd love to know what you think about that. So drop a comment if you're catching this on YouTube, you know where to go. If you're listening to an audio version of this, you can go to the blog post for this show's episode at SW7X7.com or hit me up on Twitter, that's SW7X7Podcast, wherever you see a tweet about this episode of the show. And that right there is going to do it for this episode of the show. It just remains for me to say thank you so much for joining me for it. As always, Always, and may the force be with you wherever in the world you may be. Star Wars 7x7 is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox, and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited, other respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2021 by Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it. Have you made the switch to NYX? Millions of women have made the switch to the revolutionary period underwear from NYX. That's K-N-I-X. Period panties from NYX are like no other, making them the number one leak-proof underwear brand in North America. They're comfy, stylish, and absorbent, perfect for period protection from your lightest to your heaviest days. They look, feel, and machine wash just like regular underwear, but feature incognito protection that has you covered. You can shop sizes from extra small to 4XL. Choose from all kinds of colors, prints, and different styles, from bikinis to boy shorts, thongs to high-rise. You've got to try NYX. See why millions are ditching disposable, wasteful period products and have switched to NYX. Go to knix.com and get 15% off with promo code TRY15. That's nix.com promo code TRY15 for 15% off life-changing period underwear. That's knix.com.